Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. again to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. It's been a slow week. Um, we're going to talk Rotherham United. We're going to do our very best to talk Rotherham United. Um, we're hoping and praying. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Something might break while we're talking. You just don't know. I mean, almost certainly won't. <laughs> but you never know. Let's be positive. Um, Mick's back with us. How are you doing, Mick? All good, mate. Thank you. Are you? Very, very good. Thank you. Your Hammerby shirt, you're wearing Hammerby as always, because it's your summer team. They had an excellent victory today. If you want to fill some minutes with that. Absolutely. <laughs> excellent victory. Some very, very well taken goals as well, particularly the last one, which was uh, just inside their own half, uh, just outside their own, you know, just inside the opposition's half. Absolute uh, gem of a finish to a uh, 3-1 victory. So good, good game, good result. Played really, really well. And, uh, mm, did. Easy three points. If Tobias is listening, he'll know. <laughs> you will, very much so. Uh, Danny is with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing all right. Thank you, gents. How will we go? Very, very good. We're going to start with you, Danny, if, if we can. Yesterday or Saturday, if you're listening, was the Kimmy Park Cup charity match. Just let everybody know how it went and how much, how many pennies you've raised for the uh, for the wonderful cause. Yeah, so it went uh, <clears throat> it went really well. Um, my team, the red team, were one 0 up at half time, um, and then we ended up winning the game seven four, which was fun. Um, and uh, and I scored the second goal, which is even better. Um, and yeah, so we won the cup. We had beer and champagne. Um, I had to limit myself because I was at work at the Woodman shortly afterwards, but. Um, that was fun on the calves and the quads after 70 minutes of football. But more importantly, so far, we've raised 2,500 for the Rotherham Hospice. Amazing. That's really, really good. Well done to everyone who contributed. Me and Mick bought some cake and some raffle tickets. Yes. We, we contributed. Yes. <laughs> not not going to lie, that, that cake's fantastic though, isn't it? 
It were. It was so nice. It were really, really good. Yeah, that was um, uh, Reese's auntie that sorted out all the cakes and bits, and they were incredible. Absolutely incredible. They were perfect. Yeah, they were absolutely bang on. Uh, so well done, Danny. Well done, every every who was involved in that cost. So it's a good, good bit of money raised for, as mentioned, a great, great cause. Um, yeah, let's see what we've got with us in the comments. Power Mad is with us. Gav Grundy, Dave Lawton, Martin Holland, YouTube user Kim Haywood, John Morell says it's been a wonderful week, which has if you're a Birmingham fan. Reese Kellick, Power UK says well done for everybody. Um, Power Mad says Tony Stewart mentioned he can see two coming in. What do we make of that? Make, let's start with the transfer nonsense because. Mm. There's been none, to be honest with you. Um, the, the only the only rumor that we we we've had this week is I had a few people message a few fans of other football clubs saying that Billy Sharp was looking very good. It was looking really positive that Billy Sharp had probably chosen us over anybody else, but it didn't go anywhere else. I, I again because we do this podcast, other fan other fans other clubs reach out to us. No, so but that there was nothing on social media about that this week. It, it went very quiet, even for that rumor, which is. Mm. Supposedly, really, really good for us, but nothing really came out this week, which is odd. I'm, I'm with John on this. It has been a wonderful week in that sense, hasn't it? No, no nonsense, no nonsense at all coming out. Some fantastic um, um, fan engagement, if you like, by the club in terms of the the, uh, the trip to Spain. Some great stuff coming out from from Sam uh, and, and his team. It, and no rumours. Um, as you said, the, the Billy Sharp thing seems to have kind of died a little bit of a death, officially, mm. well, not officially, um, in terms of the rumour mongerers, but uh, it would appear that things are um, things may be going on in the background. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I just look at the comment that Cheryl's put there. Um, are we really excited about the prospect of him? I, I think excited is a strong word, don't you? You know, uh, if you know, if it were ten years ago, yeah, you'd be excited, wouldn't you? But having said that, you know, we say <laughs> he's thirty. Where is he? Thirty-six? Something? Is it Richard Wood age? It's getting, getting on, yeah. Yeah, um, and we're still excited about Richard Wood. So True. I don't know. I don't know. I, listen, I'm, I, if 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 we get him, that's great because he'll bag a few goals. But but if we don't, I'm not going to shed a tear. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean the thing with the thing with Billy Sharp then, I mean, we're here, so we might as well. John asks, "Is Billy Sharp the question?" Well, it is the answer. Sorry, it depends what your question is. If your question is you want somebody to start a game, then Billy Sharp's not the answer. But if you need somebody, if you are a squad player who you can who you can rely on for a good twenty minutes, thirty minutes every single week and cause problems, then yeah, who better than Billy Sharp with his experience and know how and and everything else, and to say, right, come and come and teach the young lads, you know, come and do your coach course, which I think, which I think is part, potentially part of it as well. That that could be a great answer to that question. Yeah, and we have to remember as well that <clears throat> that Sheffield United brought in Connor Washington as a backup to Billy Sharp. Um, so that maybe rules out Derby with that. Bear in mind they've now signed Connor Washington. But, yeah, I, I think with, with Sharp, he's definitely not a, a starter, probably not a full... 90 year at all at the minute but um, if you look at how Sheffield United used him in their promotion push it was more of the you know the club legends in the dressing room and sort of came on and had the impact um, when he needed to not necessarily in getting the goals but you know just rallying the lads seeing a, seeing a game out chipping in here and there as well 
Um, and maybe he comes in and does that for us. You know, maybe he comes in just to steady a game later on in, in a um, in a contest with the team higher up the league, where he knows the, the experience side of it. Um, but I've still got this thought in my head of bringing Kelly and Sharp on towards the end of the game. Like I know Sharp's not signed yet, of course, but that's quite a scary prospect. You know, the bulldozer of Georgie Kelly and then the experienced six-yard box lurker in Billy Sharp. That would be a great duo to bring on later in a game. And yeah. we know Matt Taylor likes his attacking changes later on in a game. Um, but yeah, I can understand people's... Um, what's the words? Um trepidation around yeah. Billy Sharp, you know, because he's the same age as Richard Wood nearly. Um, and you would think a player of that calibre maybe drop down a league to get a bit more game time. But I think with Sharp, he is looking to carry on his career at the highest level he can. Maybe not quite Premier League, um, but I'll certainly put money on him doing a job in the championship still in a couple of People have come in and said that the Twitter brigade are already out saying we want more goals in League One. He might be able to chip in. He said that about the championship as well. Um, but I think if you're, I think he's the highest goal scorer of this millennium, or something oh, like yeah. that, like 250 odd goals. Um, if he has the chance to do it in the championship, I think he will keep it in the championship. And if we're the outlet for that, I know Coventry was sniffing around a little bit, but that's gone a bit quiet. Um, there was a which team was it in league? In league, I think it was the championship. I think it was Hull. Hull apparently were rumored to him as well, and their manager Coventry came out. Coventry were as well. Yeah, Coventry. We've not really heard much, but Hull have said no, we're not after him. We don't know where that rumor has come from. Um, but yeah, like you say, Matt, he might want to do his um, start his coaching badges with us and have a dabble at that. I mean, it'd be quite fitting because I think Sharp was in the Rotherham Academy a little bit early doors before moving to Sheffield United. So that would be a nice full circle. You know, he's, he's done, started at Rotherham Academy in, in some capacity, went to Sheffield United, made a name for himself, went out to a few Yorkshire clubs and Scunthorpe. Was it Scunthorpe? It's where he started, probably, probably started scoring goals with Scunny. Yeah, and then he did Leeds, Doncaster, back to Sheffield United. So... It may be a rather poetic, complete, full circle, make a name for yourself at your world club, but finish your career more or less where you started in the academy and such. Um, but, you know, nothing's ever concrete in football. I mean, we've seen some transfers that looked concrete early doors and they've gone to Peterborough, you know. So um, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see with Billy Sharp. I mean, on my list, we were first linked to him on May the 10th. And it's two months later and it's still not materialised, but it's still just being chipped away a little bit in the background. I've heard all sorts of stuff to do with Billy Sharp, um, one of which is that he's at Roundwoods with the injured trainers doing a bit of rehabilitation. Um, he's linking up with the squad before uh, the middle of the game, blah, blah. I've heard all sorts. But this rumour isn't going away and it's the one rumour that hasn't gone away yet. It could be a Chio to Swansea type of rumour where it didn't go away for ages and then it just didn't happen. But I don't know, this one, I don't know. I really don't know with this one. It'll, it'll do a job, like we've said, but it's like Billy Sharp to Rotherham, like location, yeah, but really? Mm. You know, it's, it's a very hit and miss, this one, but we'll have to wait and see. I'd take him, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd take him as a squad player, definitely. Um 
I think it's split opinion. Well, then, if you if you got something like that, I'm, I'm not very high wages. Why not? Um, I think it depends. Well, it depends on what he wants as well, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, he's, a, he's a very experienced man, and he's going to have the choice to to. He's going to have a number of choices, um, and if he's not going to fit into to the plans to our plans the way he wants to fit in, then he, he quite rightly would go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. You know, if he's wanted, if he's if he's wanting to prolong his career like Richard Wood is, and, and getting you know plenty of first team starts, then it, it may well not be. Well, it certainly wouldn't yeah. be down in New York, would it? I don't think. No. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Wait and mm. see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we mentioned Sully Kai Kai Kim Hayward uh, gone home early from the uh, from the training camp. Something to do personally. Should Matt Taylor. Sort of seemed open to the idea of him potentially coming back and having another go, basically. Um, so he must, he must have done a little bit to impress on the short time I was there. So I'll have to wait and see if anything happens with that one. Um, let's talk about the trip away, Mick. <laughs> um, it sounds like it's gone all right. I mean, people have got upset because we lost to Elche 1-0. No, they haven't. Um, don't be ridiculous. I don't. I, I couldn't care less what the result was in that game. I'm not going to lie to you. The, especially at that point, when we're, when we're still playing two different 11s in each half, you can that take not, nothing from the result, can you? Nobody, nobody, you're not, no. That's Seriously. Crazy. Open Twitter, well, don't open Twitter, because... No, I've, I've, I've been on it, and I haven't seen anything personally. I've just seen people complaining that that, that people have. I mean, wh- what? I don't know. What? Oh, is it the same accounts that we're getting faced on because we only beat Park yeah, 2 no? Probably. Oh, dearie me. I, I, I'm, I'm too old for this, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? That's all I can. I've got no else to say on that. That's ridiculous. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Thanks, yeah. thanks for the good time on that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> obviously, none of us saw the game, Danny. I've seen the goal, which looks like a keeping error, but it's difficult to tell because the camera angle is so far away. And I don't know what definition is certainly like HD. Um, Matt Taylor seemed a bit downbeat on it, to be honest. Um, but again, that's that's a, in a way that's a positive thing. Matt Taylor's not settling, he's not sort of saying, Oh, one nil, it didn't matter because it's a friendly, he's sort of talking about the performance. Side of things, and it's not right. And he, what he needs, to, he said he wants to see it improve. Certainly from Wednesday when Middlesbrough come to New York. So there's there's sort of a, a line, almost a line being drawn in the sand from Matt Tiller saying that we need to be better in terms of performances. Yeah, but for me, that's what you want to hear in a manager. You know, get a little bit of a we need to be better than that out the way early doors. You know, so we can sort of see where his improvements need to be made, whether it's tactically, whether it's. Um, positional play, whether it's a pl- an individual player or whatever, he's still looking at that early doors and going, yeah, we need to be better than that and then can work on it. I mean, I'm not too fussed. We've lost 1-0 to Elche um, because it's pre-season. You know, I think if we if we were losing every single game 6-0 in pre-season, especially to Parkgate, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> you know, um, but 1-0 to Elche, you know, just come down from the league. Um, so they might just just about be our level potentially, you know, because I know the Spanish second division isn't like the championship, it's mm. more like bottom end championship, top end league one. Yeah. Uh, and if Elche have come down from top division, it might just be our level, but I don't really follow Spanish football because it's Spanish football anyway. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so I'm not too fussed. I mean, I've seen the video back and we all love Victor, but it looks like a keeper error to me, it lads. Like it, it. It, it looks like the defence has been caught out a bit and Victor's made that decision to go for the ball and he's jumped at it, but the players just put it round him and scored, which is a bit of a oh, shame, you know. But again, it's pre-season. Get, get those thoughts and, and practices out of the way early doors and then go again. Um, from Victor, it's clever work from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, yes, you've got a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> this video is going out on social media. Hmm, I will make myself look like a, a League One footballer. <laughs> Nobody comes and buys me. My game, thinking. Victor. Yeah, it's like the meme, isn't it? You know, clever thinking, Victor. Like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, back on home soil today. Is it sixteenth? Yeah. Saturday was last day, weren't it, there? So it must be today they're back. Yeah, so they probably had their minds on the plane and what they were having mm. on the way home. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not too fussed about LJ. But have you noticed that every single team seems to be going out to the training place where we went to? And it's all after us. Like, I know everyone it's wants to be over United. Like, but Derby's gone. Chef Wednesday are going. It's like, yeah, but, uh, what trend have we set here? Well, we haven't, have we? We just, I mean... Basically, what you've got is Rotherham A, B, A team going, Rotherham B team, Rotherham C team going. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just they just bought it in a job lot. <laughs> hoping, hoping that Chancery might pay up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Matt Taylor seems seems positive about, it, and that's sort of the main thing at the minute. Uh, certainly, these these teams, these trips away. Are, uh, for us as fans, are pointless. Uh, nice to see the, the fans that were able to make it on Friday, I think it was. Um, I, I'm going to assume those were people that were already in Spain, to be honest with you. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's good to see those sort of taken in and given uh, good treatment by the staff and the players and whatnot. I'm sure they were, I'm sure they've got hundreds of pictures each from each player. So very good that they were allowed to talk about the next season. I think hopefully they'll be able to. Get a match or something like that. So the more fans can go next season, but we'll wait and see. I don't know. Something else for us to moan about in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about ticket prices briefly. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. This, this was a roller coaster of a weekend, to be honest with you. From, uh, <laughs> from from certain clubs. First of all, we should point out we haven't announced our match day seat prices yet. Um, so we are going to be. We will be careful at what we say, just in case Tony Stewart hikes 15 quid on top of what it was last season. Don't think he will, but you never know. Um, so we came out on, fr- I think, Friday, Mick. Um, Leeds United, this is, we'll start with Leeds, because that's where we are. They, they announced their ticket prices, which were, are horrific, to be honest with you. They're not as bad as Sheffield Wednesday, but they are horrific. So the assumption was that they would charge between 47 to £49 pounds for away fans. It has now come to light that their supporters association or whatever they, they have called have said that Leeds will do something similar to what Cardiff did last season where they will match whatever the other opposition clubs away ticket prices. So let's say, I think that the Cardiff, the opening day, Cardiff charged 24 quid. So Leeds will charge away fans 24 quid. First of all, that's a really good step because it makes cheaper ticket prices. Um, and if everybody did that, then we could get to a point where we could say, right, there's a cap on ticket prices for away fans, which is where we probably should be. Yeah. But the big boat here is that Leeds United have not said that, have they? It's no, the supporters association. supporters group yeah. who have absolutely, I would argue, I would suggest, probably have absolutely zero impact or influence on ticket prices. 
So it remains to be seen what the club do. Um, the prices they're charging their own home supporters are just remarkable. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, there there are obviously two clubs here that we, that were that, that are implicated in this. Leeds tend to fill their ground pretty much every week in week out, or they did yeah. in the Premier League. Obviously, now that they've come down, a lot of the glory hunters will, will disappear until they get promoted again. Uh, so whether they're able to to fill the ground every week in, in the Championship is another matter entirely. I would suggest, given given the history of Leeds and the size of the city and everything else and the lack of competition locally, mm. um, you know, really locally, they, they probably will. So, you know, they, it's, it's in their hands and they can charge what they want if they know that they're going to fill the ground. Um, but on the flip side of that, to, to, to charge away supporters that amount of money for a uh, for, for an away game is just, it's embarrassing. I can't think of a better word. It, it really is embarrassing. Um, but it remains to be seen, doesn't it, whether, it actually, whether they actually follow it through or not. If it, if it, what I would say is if it was true, then the club should be sh- shouting this from the hilltops, from the treetops, because that if if they are going to match, that's a re- that's a good, that's a great step forward. So why are the club not saying we are going to do this and it's really really good? It's a it's a great PR moment for them. Why not take that chance? Well, they probably will. If they're going to do it, they probably will. There's, you know, why would you do it now? Just because a few people have moaned about it on Twitter is not really a reason to to set your sort of PR wheels in motion, is it? You know, they'll do it at the most appropriate time. Come the beginning of the season, or just before the beginning of the season, or whatever. Um, the, the issue they're going to have from from a Legion United point of view is that the forty seven quid that they were going to charge away supporters, they are charging forty seven quid in the same stand for the home yeah. supporters. So that if you know if they, if they decide to charge, I don't know, for sake of argument, rather than say we're, we're charging Leeds fans twenty five quid when they come to us, so Leeds charge us twenty five quid. You could literally be sat ten yards away from somebody who's paid forty-seven quid and yeah. got the same view, but they're the home supporters, you know. So it's going to create issues, um, issues in that sense as well. So I don't know. It's um, it's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? You know, yeah. but forty-seven quid for anybody to watch a game of football is just it's monstrously expensive. You know, we're not watching Premier League prima donnas here. Who's who we've got to. You know, we've got to pay £150,000 a week for him to roll on floor for 80 minutes out of 90. Um, you know, you, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you now, uh, I, for one, will not pay that money. I will not go either. You're starting to boycott, aren't you, if it's that price? Say again? You're you're leading the uh, the boycott of the, of that if, it, if it's that price, aren't you? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to do any damage to to the club, you know, to the team disappear, you know, turning up at Elland Road or or Swillsboro with absolutely no support there. But I think if they did, it send out a fantastic message. And I think you know, football clubs up and down the country, you know, supporters of football clubs up and down the country should perhaps get together and say, right, you know, if you're going to charge us over X amount of money. None of us are coming. Hmm. Um, yeah, it'd be a pain. Yeah, it'd be difficult to, to miss local derbies or, or whatever it is. But if they're not getting the revenue, you're hitting them where it hurts, aren't you? So um, we'll have to see how it pans out. But I don't think that would happen. 
Yeah, Daniel Scott asks, what's the most you've paid for an away game? Ooh, now, that is a good question. question. Um, 41 quid at Bellend Road. Were it 41 quid? When were that? Yes. Last time I played him in Championship. Oh, was that for... Um... Okay, I don't think I went to that 41 one. 41 quid. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we paid 37, I think, we paid Hillsborough. 35 or 37 quid I paid, we paid at Hillsborough. We paid over 40 at Hillsborough as well. Did we? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but we were 40, wasn't it? I think the time, it was over 40 quid at Hillsborough was the time that I think we took about 300. That when we Woody Woody was giving giving that penalty against him, weren't he? Yeah. It last last few seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that were forty something. I think we, yeah. I think I, I think we have paid around just under forty. I think at Hillsborough. Uh, Danny, you're you you have been on the kids on the younger ticket. So, what's the most you've paid? Um, Try to think for adult tickets. Was it the one last season that were about 35 quid? QPR. QPR That's was 37, it. I think. That's it. That's the most expensive I've paid than 37 for QPR. Mm. Which was silly, really, because I went for the FA Cup match and all. Yeah. That's why I didn't pay the one of the reasons I didn't pay the 37 quid. Um Pamela UK says I think I paid 40 quid for Wembley. I mean I, if you're gonna go to Wembley, I'm, I, I don't want to pay 60 quid for a ticket, but if I'm gonna go to Wembley, I'll pay 60 quid or 80 quid because it's a final because it's obviously going to be a final. Uh, I don't. I almost. I don't want to pay that, but I. I, I will. Um, it's a difference paying to go to Hillsborough, Ellen Road, or whatever Rosfield's grounds called. It's a big difference if that was the case for me. Anyway, I don't know. Wilkin might disagree with that. Um, I can't remember where Wembley for Papa John's. To be honest, now. Uh, yeah. I think we're cheaper than playoffs, but anyway. I, I, I don't think it was 40 quid, it was about 35, mm. between 30 and 35, I don't think it was too much. Yeah, it was, it was, the Papa John's was certainly cheaper than the playoff final, mm-hmm. uh, understandably, to be honest. Um, Which I understand, we won both yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just um, saying. Juice was also, you also won't be paying that, uh, that's our Mick Grant. <laughs> uh, Kim Haywood also with you not paying it Ab says also I won't be going to lead the stand is poor uh, the view I had last time of their stand the only reason I will doing Sheffield Wednesday is to take my life for his first visit uh, John Morell says his Carling Cup ticket was £60 worth every penny uh, £60 <laughs> that was what 15 club, years ago the, the big club you were um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, and this is not even a uh, People have mentioned the 10-year season ticket at Sheffield. John, John Morell says oh, the 10-year season, season ticket is bonkers. Screams, our ownership needs a quick injection of cast. They'll be utterly screwed in years to come. I've got to be honest with that. I'm loath to touch that, to be honest with you, because I don't really understand the situation because it's something on the lines of you pay a 10-year season ticket and if you get to the Premier League, you get a free ticket for, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. But you've got to pay up front six grand or whatever it is. It's. Um, I mean... There's a pretty big if in the terms and conditions with that, yeah. isn't there? But have you noticed that suddenly Chef Wednesday are back in the championship and suddenly the ten year season tickets are back? Exactly. Not first I've done it, is it? Yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not going to assume anything, but you know mm. you know, um the the bits of string are there to tie together. But it's it's strange with Chef Wednesday like does anybody else do a ten year season ticket? I've never heard of that anywhere else. I don't even think the Premier League do a 10-year season ticket. And you've got... In fact, no, the Premier League do, but it's a 10-year waiting list 
for a season ticket. Yeah. You know, I can't remember which clubs it is, but you know, like, like Liverpool or something like that. Mm. But a ten-year season ticket just to get into Hillsborough, it's like, really? <laughs> you know, really? It's like, like, surely it's better to do it season to season because then it's more. Um, how do you describe it? It's it's basically easier to do it season to season because mm-hmm. as one season ends, you know where you'll be for the next season. So then you can do your season ticket onto that. You know, if you need if you need more people through the through the gates in League One, for example, then you might keep the season ticket the same, drop it a little bit, etc. But if you're going up a division, I know a lot of teams do up it a little bit, or mm. like, like with us, we've upped it a little bit, but we kept it the same for ten years. How, yeah, ten years or so. Ironically, yeah. So it's a bit. You know, a ten-year season ticket where you pay up front, like I say, six grand or so, with the asterisks of getting to the Premier League. It's like that's still a pretty big if, lads. Like you were close once upon a time, but you've just come up from League One. You know, that, that's a pretty big if. You're missing the point here, Danny, and and so's Chancery because it's not actually a ten-year season ticket, is it? Because he doesn't understand their fan base. It's a five-year season ticket. He'd call it a ten year, but they only turn up for five years because they only turn up for half a season while they're winning. And they're off the <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's technically only a five year season ticket. He needs to offer it for twenty, then they might get ten years worth of football out of it. Yeah, yeah. You can clip that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be saying they're saying they're obsessed. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Obsessed. Uh, yeah, this uh, not so John. So it's something like a ten-year season ticket that doesn't kick in until they get to the Premier League. Plus, you've got to pay six fixed grand to watch them go back down to League One. Yeah, it's again. Mean, we said this, it, I don't. What does it mean it don't kick in until they get into Premier League? So you pay. So I go tomorrow down to Swillsborough. I pay me six thousand pound for my ten-year season ticket, and unless they're in Premier League, I can't use it. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Make any sense? Anyway, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. You're not just laughing <laughs> right. at all the clubs and having issues, aren't you? Aren't we? I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I know Abs, this is, uh, Abs at 1884, this is probably a, um, an autocorrect mistake, but can I say Cham Shiri, uh, Cham Siri <laughs> is the funniest <laughs> thing I've seen today instead of Cham Shiri. That's fun. I'm going to start using that. Cham Shiri. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move back to the Millers. Let's move back to, obviously, no transfer business done, done yet. Danny, we are three weeks, just, just now, we're today, just under three weeks to, before the start of the season. Um, how are you feeling with the current squad? We, we all know we're not done. We all, we all know the boys to come in. Um, but how are you feeling in terms of where we are at the moment? 
Um, my main concern, if you like, is wide players, probably. Um, we seem to be very much lacking in wide players. Maybe a, a few more squad bodies up top and in midfield a little bit. Um, but I think the main focus now maybe should be wide players because you, know, you can't really bring your plan together unless you've got at least the um, the blocks to build around, you know. But with our wide outlets, we've sort of got Ferguson, who's still in a little bit of rehabilitation, and Bramall on the left. And then you've sort of got Chioso on the right, and he's more a def- little bit more defensive-orientated, and that's it on the right side. So we've got... We're very light on those sides, so I'd like to see a couple more, maybe one on the right side, just so we can start working. Taylor can work out a plan. Like obviously, he's the football manager and he's got uh, the badges to prove it, and I don't. But for me, as a fan, a bit more weight on the wings and then a bit up top and in midfield, and we should be okay for me. Um, but for uh, for me, in Taylor, we trust. You know, I'm not worried because it's Taylor. I had someone come into the pub today and recognised me on the pod, from the podcast, which was quite surreal, being behind the bar. And it's like, your face looks familiar. Are you on the Rotherham podcast? Oh, no, I've been spotted. <laughs> um, and he was saying that he really liked Matt Taylor and um, he's, just a, he's just a good manager to have. Uh, and a Sheffield United fan who came in echoed that and he agreed that he's quite like Paul Heckingbottom. You know, he's very much a football man. He knows what he wants to do. Um and got wished all the best by a Sheffield United fan, and he said we'd be fine. So, fair enough, you know. <laughs> but yeah, wider players for me should be where the magnifying glass is. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those, Mick, where we are. If the season started tomorrow, we could get by. We've, we've, we've got we've got the players there for a three at the back with two wing backs, plenty of midfielders, and two, choked up if you want to, you know, maybe an extra man in midfield if you want to. So, we, in theory, we are, we've got a squad, it's there. But Dan is right. It's, as things stand, was it would mean we would be so inflexible that that's what you've got. We, we're, we're crying out for at least three wide players, at least three. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, there's, and there's there's more additions that that are going to be required. And obviously, the loan market's not really kicked in yet because we're we're not close enough to the season. So um, there's no doubt that we're going to be we're going to be exploiting that as best we possibly can. Um, Given, given our financial situation. You're right, we've got the basis of a decent squad, but there isn't enough quality in it yet to uh, to kick on from where we were last season, particularly given the, the, the sort of increase in quality over in the division as a whole. So, you know, we've got we've got some improving to do and, and I'm absolutely um, convinced that Matt Taylor and Rob Scott come the beginning of the season, come that Stoke game, we'll, we'll have a... A really decent squad in there. It may not be complete, but I'm sure that we'll uh, we'll have sufficient to uh, to start the season, sufficient quality to start the season, as opposed to sufficient bodies to start the season, which are two different things, aren't they? Um, mm. So let's just let's just wait and see. I, I I think all our business, or the majority of our business, is going to be done towards the back end of. Of the transfer window, I think when John Brecken came on, he he alluded to this as well. You know, uh, we're kind of down the bottom of the pecking order in terms of championship clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 players have got offers from clubs above us, they're more likely to take them rather than with us. So it might be that we we end up with much slimmer pickings than a lot of other clubs. It's not might we will, you know. Yeah. 
Um, so this is where it, it where we've got to sort of um, play our cards pretty close to our chest, which I think is what's been happening. You know, this, the, the Cathu signing, whilst it had been rumoured in January, we just came completely out of the blue for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. And, and hopefully, you know, come this come the middle of this week, we might have another one that just comes completely out of the blue. Fingers crossed, yeah. you know, whether they're back from Spain and and manager can uh, can get back on with his recruitment to work as well. Um, hopefully, we might see some movement this week, but I'm sure we'll see plenty before the season starts. I mean, that's the thing that you're, going to Spain is great for the team and everything else, but it's obviously going to slow down. You know, the chance of signing somebody permanently whilst not in the country, Danny, is like it's almost zero. You could fly somebody over, but. If the deal if the deal's almost in place, there's almost a point of right, well, let's wait until Matt Taylor comes back and the teams come back, get signed on line. And when the preseason properly starts in terms of the domestic action on Wednesday against Middlesbrough, you'd expect to see some bodies in through there. But <coughs> during that time, Rob Scott would be working his fingers to the bone and Matt Taylor would have been dipping his toe into the recruiting business as well. You were about to say something else then, weren't you, Matt? <laughs> you were about to say, I, I, I saw the bee forming on your lips then before you said... Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, I think Matt Taylor's been more dipping his toe into the sea, to be fair, whilst he's been out in Spain. Mm. That was like a mint holiday, by the way, a proper w- footballer's working holiday. Once it, running your send ragged and then going in the sea and playing golf. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, like you say, I mean, Taylor did say before flying out, that it was very slim that players would go out and join them. I'm actually surprised that he took uh, the trialist out with him. Yeah. Um, but, like like we say, he went home early due to personal reasons, which, you know, fair enough. Might, might come back to it. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I agree. As soon as we're back on British shores, uh, maybe into the run-up to Middlesbrough. I mean, I know we're cutting it fine with Monday, Tuesday, and then probably Wednesday morning to at least announce something. Like we don't know if anything's been done and we've not, not just announced it yet, you know. Um, but yeah, it sort of hit the ground now and I imagine more bodies will come in. It's slightly later in the window, so we may expect some Premier League loans coming in, um, which sort of suits what Matt Taylor's build, you know, pad it out with experience and then bring in uh, the Premier League youth loans and stuff. Um, but yeah, now we're back in England, excuse me, um, I do expect some arrivals to start coming in a little bit quicker because mm. it was basically play park gate is like you're the friendliest of friendlies before going out on the on the training camp uh, and then come back and that's when everything really starts turning over and getting going mm. um but it's still quite a busy pre-season you know we've got borough mansfields Sheffield united and lincoln Oh, um, all, all just to get everyone match fit, if you like, plus new arrivals coming in for them to bed in and stuff. Um, and the slightly breaking news mm. that Dan Parlasser is being put up for a loan <laughs> with Middlesbrough. Now, Mick, wow. I'm, now, Mick, I'm not saying you had your crystal ball out, but <laughs> I mean, Danny, I have to say that. I can't. I, well, I'm probably unable to find a big enough pinch of salt to take that new. <laughs> um, given the fact that it came from the EFL hub, which is yeah, notoriously fair, fair reliable, uh, notoriously reliable at talking complete nonsense. Um, I mean, it's just they, they've obviously had no Rotherham United clicks, have they, for a few <laughs> for a week or so? So they decided to come up with some nonsense like that. Um, 
I cannot see for one second no. that Michael Carrick would let Dan Barlas go out on loan, least of all to another championship club. That is not going to happen. Um, I'll be absolutely gobsmacked. Listen, I'll be the first person to stick that up and go, yes, come on, if, if it did. But EFL up, mate, nonsense, absolute garbage. I know. It's a shame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Shelton has asked in the comments, has Barlas been told he can go out on loan? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. If he is, then he's probably still come to us. John Morales could you even afford his wages. He would have taken a significant wage increase when he went to Middlesbrough, I would have thought. Um unless Middlesbrough are suddenly in financial issues, I can't see I can't see that which which I can't see being the case. I can't mm. see the Barlasser removing anything other than the EFL hub, getting what they wanted and getting fans talking about them, which is a shame. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. We have to sort of mop that up. But it's just clickbait, isn't it? It is, sadly. Sadly, yeah. If, it, um, if only it wasn't just clickbait, then we'd all be very happy people. But just just on the, on the, on the off chance that it's not clickbait, I shall keep my Twitter handle the same. Just, you never know. <laughs> and, then, and then if it does happen, I can just claim responsibility for it. It's not going to know that I didn't believe rumour. <laughs> not like it's recorded or anything. No, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, Powerman says, Mick, uh, can I, you can have mixed wages. You're going to chip into Barlas the wage if he comes back, Mick? If it, listen, <laughs> if, he, if he wanted to play for Robin United for my wages, it'd be down, it would be down at Pargate level. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, uh, pick up a couple of injuries. Uh, Russ Vernon mentions, as Paul Davis has reported in the advertised today, Jamie Lindsay and Lee Peltier have picked up some knocks whilst away. Joel Holvey um, has also picked up a. Well, it's, it's a more serious of the three. How serious is we obviously don't know. As well, expected, how dare they? What's wrong with training, yeah. training regime here? How come we always get injuries? How come we only seem to be the only club in the world, that, literally the only <laughs> club in the world that gets injuries? Ridiculous, man. Honestly. <laughs> all, the, all the world said that is, I hope they're nothing. It, we saw Tom Eves last year. He was picked with a calf injury. and was, It was only out for two or three weeks. It wasn't a massive injury. But because of when the injury happened, it completely ruined his pre-season. Which meant he didn't play any games, which meant he didn't play under. I don't think he played at all under Paul. And if he did, it would have been briefly. Um, I would say that Jamie Lindsay and Lee Peltier seem like a type of players that who can just hit the ground running. And if Peltier is match fit, if as soon as he's match fit, bung him on, he'll be fine. And same with Jamie Lindsay, it maybe slightly different players, maybe. Yeah, the, the uh, they seem to be players that both have that bounce back ability. Mm. You know, they sort of get in, they get injured, overcome it quite quickly, and then crack on with it. Whereas uh, a player like, as much as we love him, uh, George Kelly, for example, he did something with his calf and it seemed just to be a niggle for quite a while. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but he did a um, a Talking Sport Fitness podcast mm. whilst he was in Ireland. Um, yeah. And he went for the scans after his second calf injury with us, I think it was. Uh, the one that was uh, like just towards the start of last season. And it turns yeah. out, like the way his calves are formed, it makes him more prone to calf injuries, uh, like biologically right. or something. So, with how Roundwood used to be, that's a big issue. Um, can I just tore up Roundwood's pictures purely to keep George Kelly fit? That'd be ace, that wouldn't it? Anyway, sounds right to me. 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, from what a few people have told me, it doesn't sound like it's serious injuries for any of the three of them. It's more just impact injuries. Mm. Um, and I imagine the game against Elche was more competitive than against Parkgate, so there will be a few more impact injuries. Um, but mind you, I've got an impact injury from the game, from the game <laughs> yesterday. You know, my quad has been absolutely screaming at me for the last couple of days. But is that, is that how you scored, Danny? You went in off your backside and it's bruised your arse. <laughs> no, funnily, funnily enough, it was quite a heavy challenge, and I landed very badly on me on my quad. But that, as a footballer, even at my level, which is probably like one stroke below amateur at best. Um, if you have bounce back ability, you're well on your way. And like I said, Pelts and Lindsay have got that and the professionals at it. So I'm not worried at all for the pair of them. They might miss the Borough game, um, but they'll be fine. I don't think it's anything to worry about, really. No, agreed. Um, mentioned this briefly. Kiss Tether mentioned, says, what makes it worse is the window open until the end of August after we played several games. Actually, mate, that helps us. <laughs> Um, but bearing in mind the, the, the sort of shops that we're shopping in uh, and the fact that you wouldn't expect maybe your only outgoing is going to be Victor if there is a big outgoing Victor's the only one we haven't got four prize assets or a set to leave or we want to keep we've got maybe no outgoings and we need the time to pick up everybody else who is left over everybody else so that, that probably works out really well for us that it ends when it does yeah absolutely I think that's always been the case hasn't it I don't think you said well they, they tried doing it for two seasons right. and then they realised that they needed time. They needed more time to bring people in because yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can sign all these players in, or in in July, but if you get to the first game of the season, it turns out they're not what you expected in a competitive game. You need time to get others in. I, don't think, I, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I don't have any issue with it and, and it's going to benefit us certainly uh, for the reasons we've outlined earlier on, you know. We're fishing at the bottom of the pond, if you like, in terms of um, in terms of the where 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 other United are as a, as a as a as a destination for professional football, aren't we? So, um, you know, we we need more times and other more time than other clubs. So, I don't think it's an issue at all from our point of view. In fact, it probably benefits us. Mm. I think it might do. Yeah. Um, it's been such a slow news week. News week. I haven't got anything else to talk oh, about. News. Um, is there anything else that is Rotherham United related or even tenuously Rotherham United related that you feel needs a ch- talk, a mention, a comment? Um, we will take many, ma- we'll take, we won't take any suggestion. <laughs> um, but I'm a, few things, a few things bubbling in the pipeline, haven't we? Um, we have. Yeah, well... Oh, right, OK, yeah. Uh, which, I, I mean, I, I think we can give you an indication that we're, we're looking at some stage, hopefully, uh, once the season started, possibly in the international break, to uh, to have jo- John Brecken back on, um, joined by his um, Siamese twin, Ronnie Moore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're looking to have um, John and, uh, and Ronnie Moore back on. Um Possibly live, possibly not. Ronnie wants to do it live. We're not convinced that um, <laughs> it's going to be appropriate, but we'll see. So that's something to look forward to because, as we all know, uh, the season gets going, we all get into football, and then it stops again virtually straight away um, for some meaningless friendlies. So, um, so yeah, so hopefully that, that, will, uh, that will be coming at some stage. 
yeah, hopefully the international breakers will, will, will hopefully uh, get some done because, like I said, quiet times. Although Victor might make his debut in, in September, you don't know. That's true. Mm. Uh, it won't because their coaches, clearly, you know, clearly don't know what they're talking about. But look, let's not get let's, let's not get into that, shall we? Um, We're basing that off what we've seen on Twitter, by the way. The amount of angry Swedish people whenever the squads get announced for a Sweden game and Victor's not there, it. It's slightly beautiful, but also at the same time, what is their coach doing? Correct. It'd be like Gareth yeah. Southgate picking um, Jordan Pickford every time England play. Mm. And not Nick Pope, who's quite clearly better. But that's a different <laughs> can of worms that we're not going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kim Awood has a big question. This is a big one. She says, what's the truth on Christ? <laughs> Does anybody know? <clears throat> Still on his bike, <laughs> right here. <laughs> That's a that's a brilliant comment. What's the truth on cry? Oh, <laughs> this is obviously the kid, the guy that was at Wigan. Don't know. Uh, again, this is one of those rumors that was uh, Tahiti. Do we think his surname is? I, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. If we sign him, we'll be referring to him as Christ all the time. So that's all you need to know. Yeah, the rumors are that he is. There is a there is an interest. Um, that's it. There's, again, we, we talked about this and we could talk about it again. But I really like the fact that we don't know. I, I like the fact that everything's been kept close to the chest. Uh, John Mel's right. It's a bit deep for us. Well, you said it's the perfect day, isn't it? It's the perfect day to be asking questions like that. Traditionally, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it is. Uh, Let's move on. Let's move on. We don't know. Is the answer surely, surely it should be a January signing because we can talk about him around Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas present. Um, but it could be the gift that keeps on giving if we do sign him. So hopefully that that, that kicks off. Um, Neil, so we've got two home friendlies coming up. Neil, versus is Sheffield United friendly, not having all the ground open. Most home friendlies don't. It's only, I think, Newcastle. We sold a lot of the tickets and. Middlesbrough, when we were in League One, we sold a lot of tickets. But I was I was post COVID, I think. So that was probably the reason why. Mm. I think this, is this our first home friendly since then? Because we didn't have any home friendlies last year, did we? Don't think we did, did we? So this is the first home friendly in two seasons. Um, again, irrelevant. Um, Danny, are you going to the Middlesbrough game? Uh, yes, but there are a couple of things to sort out with it at the moment. Okay, and I still need to look at um, Marota for work for the Sheffield United game, but we'll see yeah. what happens. I've booked some things. I won't be going to Millsbury game. I hope we're going to Sheffield United game. Um, we probably won't do an instant reaction for those. Uh, I wouldn't have thought, but we may for the Sheffield United one if we if we we might. We'll see. Mm. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for that coming up as well. We will. I'm still looking at potentially getting a Forest fan to talk to us a bit about Cafu. Because I still don't know too much about it. So I think it might be good to get a bit of an insight from a Forest fan over the next week or so. Just to give us a bit of a lowdown of what to expect from him. Because it's, um, he's an interesting player. There's people having lots of fun in the comments, by the way. <laughs> what have we um, started it? Oh, dear. Look <laughs> at the Christ. Christ, Christ, Christ. Um, I'll leave you to that, shall we? <laughs> I'll leave you guys to it on there. Um, I've, I've, got, I've got so many jokes in my head as well, but I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> because we're all because we're all friends here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else, you two? Anything else? Anybody else? Uh, Danny, make anything else? No. 
Um, I think the one last thing for me is a special shout out to Kimbo Sports to, to finish, who very, very kindly did all the printing for the red and white teams with Rotherham Hospice on our chest and the numbers on the backs, uh, and also provided the red team with all of our kits that are currently drying on the washing line. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much to Wayne at Kimbo Sports for that and for providing the bag, which now has the match ball in it, which I've kept. Uh, um, so, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much to Wayne for all that. And mention, we'll mention them, now, mention them now, Kimbo. If you are looking, obviously, the season's coming, if you're a single league team or adult or junior or your five-a-side team, six-side team, do get in touch with Kimbo Sports, which is the kimbosports.co.uk. Um and as Dave mentioned, this they can sort you out with a lot, a lot of. So I really like that the red kit they sorted out for you to manage with. I thought it was really, really good. Um, so they they are, and we all I've seen the park. We obviously seen the park gate kit, which I really, really liked as well. So if you need a football kit, get in touch with Kimbo Sports. I think you can still buy some hats on there from from. I think they're still on the website. Um, buy some hats. Yeah. Um, let us go from there. Thank you, everybody. We have managed to get 51 minutes out of nothing. So I think we should all be proud of ourselves in the comments and everything else. Uh, so well done to everybody. Thank you for watching. Please do subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't done already, please subscribe on there as well. Well over 1,100 subscribers now. We are tracking very much in the right direction of where we want to be. So thank you very much. We will be back next Sunday, uh, which will have hopefully some signings. Worst case scenario, we'll have two friendlies to, to, to sort of talk about and cover which were the Middlesbrough and Mansfield games. And we'll pick up any other news that may come up between now and then. Mick, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Danny, it's a pleasure to have you with us tonight. And well done on the uh, charity raising fund, charity fundraising for charity. Well done. Yeah, always a pleasure, lads. And uh, hopefully it's even bigger next year. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. And up the Millers. Up the Millers. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.